0: Welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. This is your host, Scott Wilson. Phil and Tracy, hey, welcome to the Marketing for Business podcast. Thank you very much, Scott. Thank you. Mate, I'm excited to have you guys on here. Um, Phil, you've obviously come very prepared, and Tracy has no notes. I think, I think this could be one of those uh, exciting podcasts where this could go in any direction. Hey, look, you guys uh, own a company called Terra Firma, um, yeah, Terra Firma Media, uh, and I remember you came to us, you owned a, another business as well, you just bought a business, uh, so I'm really excited to, to because you've actually done some pretty cool stuff this year, you've actually had a really busy year, mm-hmm. right? Theory. very busy year end up buying two businesses so <laughs> then you've, got a, you've got a lot to unpack and I think the listener here like the listeners here are small business owners and business owners and the in the you know the whacking and the cracking just like you guys so I think um, you're talking to, to people that are just like you so any tips that you can share I think is going to be greatly uh, appreciated so let's firstly go back because um, you guys met each other and then started a business so how did that happen? Oh, I, don't well, all, I don't need
1: all the details, but you know. Well, I guess it all starts back using the Tinder app, oh, if, if you want to go a bit that far yeah, back. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I was never on Tinder. <laughs> okay, well, 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 something similar. Something similar.
1: Something similar. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, so that's where it started, um, well, how many years ago now? Probably six mm. or so years ago. Nice. Um, and we, we were actually working together pretty soon after that, Yep. so... I had a change in work circumstances. Um, Tracy was running a business and she needed some marketing help. Yep. So I actually ended up um, working that. working
0: mm-hmm. in that, that office. Oh wow. Yeah. And and were, were you obviously experienced in the marketing or you just saw this lady and you thought, wow, there's an opportunity there." To- oh, he was experienced <laughs> in marketing <laughs>
2: and I <laughs> needed some help. Yeah, so my,
0: my background is in marketing. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Tracy, what, what sort of business were you running?
2: So, for the last couple of decades, I've been in financial services mm-hmm. and uh, mainly in the mortgage advice space, oh, yeah. but um, probably a decade into that, I... Um, saw a gap in the New Zealand marketplace where we needed to provide some budgeting service and help.
1: Oh,
0: wow,
2: yeah. And um, it was on the sort of the brink of the fintech space. I had investment capital and a main investor that um, helped fund the growth of the business and where we were going. And we slowly built the team. And Phil came along to sort of fill that gap on what the value proposition was that we were offering. Um, I had all the financial background and space and learnings, but from a product development and what was Mm. going into the market, I I didn't. So he came on board um, to help with that.
0: And you developed that business to the point where you...
2: Well, we would have. So um, basically, after Phil came on board, about six months later, I had an accident Mm. um, where I hit my head and uh, basically the concussion was worse than everybody thought and four oh. years later I'm still in rehab for that. Yeah. So the business had to close yeah. um, because I wasn't able to lead it anymore mm. and when you've got lots of investment capital going in but you can't deliver. Yeah. But in, in saying that, um, the business closed with an incredible amount of support for yeah. me and I suppose it was one of those experiences where you really learn who... Your close yeah. people are.
0: Yeah, I was going to and say, what were some of the learnings from that? And yeah, you found yeah,
2: out. Well, business, I, I learnt that a lot of my business colleagues cared more about me than what was just business. Yeah, cool. And um, especially my main investor, because he um, had supported me for about seven years leading up to that, wow. and he had put a lot of funds in. But he was the biggest support of awesome. making sure my health came first and what
0: I did. And that's so good, right? Because, you know, like you can meet in business and, uh, you know, I'm lucky enough to be in a business a while now. And you make a lot of friends, right? Yeah. And you do realise, you know, when things get tough, who who really has your back? And i and I always, always, you know, extremely grateful for that, right? And I'm sure you are too, right? Well,
2: it. it teaches us, I suppose because Phil and I were partners at that Mm. point and he was watching on the personal side, Mm. me go from a person running a business to sometimes not being able to even think or um, read or have words even, Yeah, um, is that we really understood that value of the right people around us. And we also understand the value of that for our own people around us now that we're in business. So um, it's not just about profit. No. It's, It's about that whole... Workplace environment mm. where everybody is going to work and enjoying themselves yeah. and having a positive experience. Yeah. And we we learnt that firsthand on the yeah. other side, didn't we?
0: Absolutely, mm. it's, Absolutely. A, it's it's really cool to, to you, know, you know you take for, from a, from a situation which was bad to have those learnings now. And I remember you know actually the the last time I had two people here, um, we were talking about mental health, and and I actually shared a story how we had employed someone. And they had a mental health issue, and you know the typical male in me years ago was, oh, just harden up, you know. But but I learned from from this experience that, you know, you know when people's health is 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 in a situation like that, you know, I didn't realise, and and um, I just thought, you know, well, get better. But but you actually, you know, I realised that. And when when a person said to me, and I always remember it, and he said, look, if that person came with a broken leg today, how would you look after them? And I was like, well, I'd pull a chair out, I'd do this, mm-hmm. do that, do this. And, and it really made me realize that you actually have to look after your people more than what I was doing, you know? And I think yeah. that's probably the thing that you've taken away, right? And yeah. you're getting good people around you, mm-hmm. and you, you actually want to help them grow because you've, and, and, and we know, we know that people aren't always. Fizzing the whole time now, you know. Some people have things going on mm-hmm. inside them that that we never know until sometimes. Hopefully, it's, more, it's not too late, but but you know, we've um, a wee bit while down the journey, right? So,
2: I think I think a big part of um, the staffing side of a business is to understand that, as you said, they're not going to be fizzing all the time, mm. um, and if you want to create that loyalty and that longevity of staff, which mm. is essentially what we all want, yeah. um, is to be human yeah. um, and to have a level of understanding. Um, you know, you've got to balance that with not being taken for a ride. Totally, um, yeah. You know, so there, there is a fine balance there. But, yeah, I mean, I had a brain injury. I mm. still do. I look fine. Mm. Um, but, yeah, sometimes I said to Phil, I wish I had a broken leg.
0: Yes. Look, and I, you know... I, Full disclosure: I didn't know you had a brain injury the whole time we've been dealing with with you. That's you know. I it's managed yeah. really well now. No, oh, well, so. like you know, credit to you and credit to, to the team that that you that you've, what you've done. Like it makes even more more understanding um, what you've done this year. So, Phil, how, how did you how did you um, during that time? What was your role? Did you in like
1: uh well everything (laughs) so so where do you start i mean if if you want to talk about tracy's injury um you know when it first happened people actually thought she'd had a stroke because Mm. she couldn't talk and she Mm. couldn't move well this is on day one yeah okay so she got wheeled into the hospital and you know it was a pretty pretty scary time for everyone but uh you know the the path to recovery started the next day but it was pretty slow um you know in in the two weeks following I would guess she probably had an average of three or four hours out of bed every day. Wow! Yeah. Oh, okay. good. And that's with two young kids running yeah, around yeah. as well, right? So, pretty challenging times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so obviously the business is still running, right? But, but someone's well, there.
1: How does how did, Well, so so the business came later, right? Okay. So if we're talking about uh, Terra Firma,
0: yeah, um, we bought that
1: business business yeah. in March this year. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, the
0: other business though, like, at the time was still going.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So as Tracy described, that that um, that did come to an end yep. uh, because Tracy could no longer uh, function yeah. in that role. So um, everyone parted ways, and over a shake of the hand, and all the very best, nice. and
0: um, all the best with your health. Yeah, yeah. and so, so obviously then, you know, Tracy, you go on a... Um to get better, rehab and stuff. Did, were you were you still like were you thinking about business at that stage? Or you just, like, were you started when you started to get better? Because you're, if you're in business, sometimes you, you know, you're in business, right? And you start. I know from talking to you, you're you're always on, right? Your brain is always like you're always thinking about things. So, when did you obviously you got to look after your health first and your family and stuff? But did you start thinking about business or? Uh,
2: yeah. So business for me has never gone away. Yeah. Um, and, and part of the rehab process was learning what capabilities I had or hadn't. Mm. And I did try to step back into the financial services space, which yep. I wasn't able to do for multiple different reasons. And so Phil and I then had to really go back to the drawing board yeah. and say, well, what is it that we can do that allows me to still function with my strengths? Yeah. Um, and and do that but I suppose part of the the process um for me which is I think probably one of the critical things to the success of us mm. working together is that I learned to give up um it solely being about me and being at the helm on my own and wow. learning to trust another person yeah. and their judgment and their opinions and playing um a supportive role yeah. we we do this together without yeah. a doubt we've we've got very different strengths yeah, yeah. but when you're in a partnership you have to let go yeah. and you have to let the other person have um decision making in their strengths and areas and when you've gone from running a business on your own to working in a partnership, yeah. that's a big leap, yeah, yeah. and I think the brain injury has absolutely helped that, yeah. because I don't have the ability mm. to run a business or be that person, yeah, it's yeah. just not possible, yeah. so I've had to then put my support in behind Phil and wholeheartedly do that, and I yeah. think that's really worked for us. Yeah, yeah. What, it may what, not have happened if with a head injury, No. Oh. Yeah, no. It might have been a very different path. What but a what absolutely. a
0: what a great learning or great yeah. takeaway from that, you know, because because you know the lotus of the control for a lot of business owners is is, is like they hold on to oh, it, right? Yes. And you know, I've been around enough people now to see that, you know, and yeah. and when you see it at different levels of businesses too. So so being able to you know I guess one understand that hey for for myself mentally. Mm-hmm. That I have to give this away, you know, or not give it away, but but trust someone. Exactly. And I think exactly. that's the key part there is yep. to be able to trust someone. So you know, what? I know you got my back. You know, mm-hmm. we're actually just talking about it this morning in our in our whip around how how we see different business owners because we deal a lot with a lot of businesses and we can see the different communication styles in certain businesses and and some have it and some don't you know some you can definitely tell maybe they don't have that full communication going on um, and and i think it's that that's a really important part so so okay so what what roles then when you started to look at um you know a freedom press and you and you had a well you you're looking at buying another business what roles did you know each each person played <laughs> Did you have that written down, or was that like a...
1: Well, yeah, I have a lot of things written down. Yeah. That, that, that's one of my strengths, I, don't. I guess. Whereas, um, you, you know, we, we, you need to play to your strengths. Yeah, Tracy totally. Tracy and I recognise we have different strengths. Mm. So, um, you know, you, you say Tracy's on the on the ball every time you've met her, and, it, and it's true. Um, yeah. she doesn't write stuff down. No, no, <laughs> no, no. no. So, it's so, one of my flaws. Yeah,
0: but 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 so when you, you okay, so you decided to get into a business and and you've got a criteria of what you're looking for. Um, did you actually know, or or was it just hey, we'll buy this and we'll sort the rest out, or you're going to do this part of it, you're going to do this part of it? There was any of that? Uh, well, Tracy and I had a pretty good chat about about uh, what boxes we
1: wanted to tick. Yeah, well, our, our, our highest priority boxes, and um, and we, we stayed pretty firm with those. So. Yeah. We, well, I, I'd learnt from a previous job, you know, is watching the owners um, struggle with exchange rates okay. and, and importing stuff. Yep. Relying on shipping. So that, for me, was something I wanted to try and avoid. Yeah. The, the pressures and uncertainty of exchange rates and shipping. Nice. Uh, I've always liked the idea of making something physical. Yep. So uh, that was on the list for me. Um and absolutely the top top um, box to be ticked was we needed to be able to see that
0: we could improve things. We okay. needed
1: to be able to see that um, we could add value. So
0: were you looking for a distress business or just something that you could add value to, either via technology or your skills? or What What was the kind of... Yeah, we,
2: I mean, we looked at a lot of businesses,
0: didn't we?
1: Yeah, we did. So and, and the thing is, Scott, that most businesses um, that you look at... Can it be easily improved? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of a lot of businesses run by people who who perhaps owned it for twenty or thirty years, and they're still running it largely the same way they were twenty or thirty years ago. Yeah, So it was easy to see. All right, we can do this, and we do that, and we can do it much more efficiently.
2: It's really easy in business to get stale Mm. Um, when you've been in something for so long and you don't have the trust in people around you to improve and run with it, you, you just stay in your box and you get yeah. stale. Yeah. Um, and I suppose it wasn't that we were looking for anything distressed, we still no. wanted to you know, look at a business that was doing okay, um, we didn't want to take on a risk of would something work or not work yeah. if we went into it. Uh, so it really needed to have the bones of of a good business, of a good business, but something that it's like renovating a home. Yeah, you know the bones of a good house, and yeah, you nice. going to improve it and do that. That that's really what we were looking that's at. It's a
0: good way to think about it, right? And obviously, you know, you probably look at okay, the the if when you started looking at the business, who's the owner? How's the owner running the business? And yeah. and was there upside? And once the owner was removed. Um, did you start looking at like? Did, were you looking at and interviewing different business owners, and when you started that whole process? Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, oh, we were probably looking for
1: uh, I don't know six to nine months. Mm-hmm. Nine. So we we engaged with a couple of business brokers, um, and yeah, you know, we, we met with several business owners yep. and um, had a good chat. And you pretty quickly get a get a feel for yeah. how things
0: are going and what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. I what think. was the common what was the common between some of these business owners? Were they tired? Like they just wanted to get rid of what, what they were doing or Well, I, I
1: bring it back to my earlier comment that they're still running the business they were yeah, yeah. The, twenty years ago. Twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah with well, a yeah. few tweaks and stuff, but yeah, we could say, Oh, I know, like there's an opportunity here too. Yeah. When you say that him. were they
0: just using the same old technology, maybe like yeah. p- paper invoicing yeah. and all the different like I- yeah. exactly that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly,
1: or they've uh, introduced a, a new system, but they're not utilising
0: it yeah. fully. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's really in charge of that yeah. that space. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think one of the other key things was that we wanted something that Phil. Um, I, I sort of do the background things. We'll get mm. to that, but Phil needed to be able to work on the business and mm. not be in it. Yep. So we, we find a lot of people that yeah. are business owners, they were good at something, they yep. left a job and created a business, yeah. and so you're constantly in it. And and when you're constantly in it, that the growth and the vision of what you're wanting to do doesn't exist because yeah. you, you're in. They're in the day-to-day. So day. I think that the biggest commitment we made with this business is committing that Phil wasn't going to be and in the business person that he needed to remain above it Yes. and plan and look at the product development and look at what was going on. And there were multiple times in the last few months where it would have just been easy for Phil to step in and do something, but instead we took the time to employ another person or bring someone yeah. on just to make sure we maintain that level of being able to stay above the um, above the forest and, yeah. and see it, because it's really easy to get bogged down.
0: Bogged down. And I think probably a lot of those businesses that are looking to sell, uh, they've had that person who's bogged down, you know, and, and so... Th- the reason they're doing things the same for 20 years is they've never been able to get over the and have a look down and say, mm-hmm. hey, what what could I do here? And I think one of the coolest things I've just le- heard from you guys is you set a new standard for the way you're going to run the business at the start of the business. you know, And that's really key because you have to set your standards. Otherwise, you fall to other people's standards, right? And, and getting out of the business and working on the business is such a, you know, it's a great thing to do. And you could tell probably by the number of people that you interviewed that they were doing that, right?
2: Yeah. I think it also came down to our ages, didn't it? I mean, if we were 20 years younger, we probably would have had all the time in the world and we would have gone in and gone yeah. into the business and all of that. But yeah. as you get older and you realise there's a finite Period of time of years sort of left in your working yeah. and, and wealth generation and all of that. You've got to be very well. We believe you've got to be very, um, um, very much on the, you know what it is that you're looking for and sticking to it. So yeah, this probably. is me losing my words, by the way. Yeah. So part of the thing is sometimes I don't find the right words. No, so but but, me. but
0: you're right though. You've only got a you've got a period of time where you've got to execute right. So you've got to get that execution strategy right. Um, and so then that brings me to the point. So you pulled the trigger on, on the business. So let's talk about the business that you bought and like where you saw it and where it is now. Because I, I, I think it's pretty cool what you what you guys have done. Let's well, that's, speak. That's yeah, okay. So
1: uh, well, we bought a business called Freedom Press. And um, so what Freedom Press does is uh, it's print media, uh, advertising in the ag sector. Mm. So we publish and distribute uh, agricultural wall planners. Yeah. So A1 sheets of paper, a uh, 12 month calendar on it and advertising around the perimeter. Yeah. So we split the country up into 24, 25 regions so we have 24 different products that go out to farmers free of charge. Yeah. So yeah.
0: people can, uh, businesses can advertise on, the, on, on those calendars uh, and, and the wall planners and basically get their brand in front of the farmers. So very, very targeted, very uh, in line with the niche market that you're, that you're serving. Very, very targeted. And, and the great
1: thing is it's, it's got a 12-month service life. Yeah. Okay, so it's got a 12-month calendar on it. And, and farmers love them. We, we hear farmers, some farmers using for of these things to, yeah. to, to manage their business.
0: And the cool thing with your calendars, they've got a bit of a unique thing where they've got the whiteboard on them as well. Like That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, well, we, we regard our product as the premium ag wool planner in this country um, for a number of reasons, but one of them is that it has a whiteboard area. So yeah, a farmer or farm manager can use a whiteboard pen to scribble notes, leave reminders for staff, and
0: so on, and they can be wiped off. So so this business has been going for how many years now? Over 20 years. How cool is that, right? Yeah. Imagine yeah. the impact yeah. this business has had on the dairy yeah. industry or the, in the, or the agricultural yeah. industry New Zealand-wide. It's been going for 20 years, and, yeah. and you guys purchased it this year. Um, what, have, what have you learned in such a quick quick time like I know, there's a few learnings I know that you guys can share with us and, and the reason for that is like the people, business owners listening will, will get some good insights into some of the things that you guys have learned because you know like end of the day you had your criteria um, of what you wanted to buy and then you've purchased it you've pulled the trigger and like it must be you know like buying a business the thought of buying a business but then buying one and then stepping in that next day
1: like, yeah, yeah. well, for me, that, that was the scary bit, Yeah, right? Because there's a whole lot of things that, that we didn't know. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole lot of things that we assumed, and, yeah. and there's a small amount of things that we did actually know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and at the same time, our, our house is on the line. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I
0: think I think we've talked about this before um, after our Christmas function, and I think that's why you know a lot of business owners that we deal with, they 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 are putting everything on the line, right? And I know from my, my own self personally, you know, employing people, etc. So you know, it's a really stressful time, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and you've got to make it work. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. So um, learnings. Well. Well, you, you certainly have to believe in what you're doing mm. and your salespeople need to believe in what they're doing, yeah. okay? And if they don't, it, um, things start unraveling pretty quickly. Yeah. And we, we have learnt that firsthand. Um, we we had one salesperson who, who who believed in the product but didn't believe in our price point. Mm-hmm. And that actually became evident um, during the interview process. Yeah. But we, we cracked on. Um, so as it turned out, um, you know, that person ended up discounting their way through life. Yeah, um, and that didn't really work for us. But she's now moved over to our other business that we haven't really talked about, uh, JB Presentations, yep. which, which is at a lower price point, and she's going great. Nice. Right? She 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 gets it. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, you you've got to believe in what you're yeah. what you what you're selling.
0: And and obviously you know you guys had to go in there and start doing some selling too, right? To to understand the market. What was what was the market feedback like? You know, you've taken over a business that's had the same owner for twenty years. Um, you know, was there any pushback there or like for the newcomers?
1: Um, no. Although I'm saying that we haven't made a big song and dance about yep. about new ownership. Nice. So right. seamlessly so, took it over and just started yep, running it. Yep. Yeah, that's right. But we we quickly learned that it's a well respected product. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was great. Um, yeah. So what else did we learn? Learn? Um, well, a term that I use well quite often, especially in the last nine months, that the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I use that term because um, we, we've interviewed a number of salespeople over the last nine months. Yep. Everyone says they can sell. Yeah. Well, yeah. The proof <laughs> is in the pudding. Yeah. 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 Um, everyone says they can use a computer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the proof is in the product. Yeah. True technology these days like can be a big, you know, a, you know, it, it's not as easy as it used to be, right? Um, well, it's it's different. I
1: mean, I I'd argue that it it is easier. Yeah, we'll try. But uh, that doesn't suit everybody. Yeah. So, um yeah, that's something that we've learned. Um, other business learnings, well simple as best Yep. You know, I, what do you mean by that? Um well, from my experience, especially in in marketing, um, you know, some people like to overcomplicate things. Yeah, and, and if I if I look back, you know, my um, longest term employer if I like I, yep. I worked at Tate Communications for yep. eighteen years, so nice. a technology company. Yeah. yeah. And you know, you look at the marketing at, at some points that it was an emphasis on the technology, on on the yep. facts and figures, whereas. The emphasis should have been on what benefits the technology provides. Yeah, yeah. And if you're talking about benefits, it needs to be in simple terms so that people understand what problems. Yeah, yeah. Those benefits are. Yeah. Solving what what, what, you know,
0: who you are, where you are, and what what problems do you solve for the people that you that you're um, offering. So your proposition was pretty is pretty simple then, right? Like it's getting. Um, your advertisers in front of the target market that can use their product and services, right? That's exactly that's right. It. It's very, very simple. Yeah. It's, it's a simple business. Um, what, what we so do is just what you said. What was the... what was, When you looked at it then, what was the upsides? What was the, hey, we could... Where the business is now? Where, you can, where did we see the upsides? What were the... What are the things that they weren't doing that you knew you could add value to? Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: so that, that's a really easy one to answer. Um, well, the obvious... Choice there is as an online uh, value add. Yep. Okay. So at the moment, all we do is print media. Yep. Okay. So our sales guys are speaking to prospective clients yep. every day, and often they're saying, "Oh no, we're moving our marketing to online." Mm. Okay. Well, that's that's fine. Um, so so we are going to move into that space. Mm. So we will package up a a, a print product, yeah, on, yeah. and on top of that. Uh, will be an online component. Right? Yeah, nice. So a lot of our clients are, are small operators. Yep. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it could be, you know, one man and his two tractors. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> know, a, a business owner and his and four guys that run around doing harvesting yep. and baleage and that sort of stuff. And I've done a lot of lead generation over the last nine months and I spend a lot of time on Facebook yep. lead generating. And I come across a lot of these smaller businesses that they might have a website uh, and they will often have a Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. And it's very, very clear to see that there was a flurry of activity when they first started up their Facebook yeah. page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, perhaps no posts for yeah. the last three years. Yeah, true. Right? right? So um, there's a real opportunity there I think. Yeah. Um, a lot of these guys, these sorry, these clients they are working in their business, mm. right? You know, they are driving the tractor. Yeah. They, they're on the digger. Yeah. Wh- and, and they got of have time to, no.
0: No. to they, do the online no. stuff. And they kind of realise they have to do something, right? So yeah. that's why they advertise. You know, they, they they know that they've got to get their name out there and yeah. all that sort of stuff. That's where, and, and obviously you guys are doing that. Um, but yeah, you really can add value by extending that offer, right? Yeah. What were some of the other things, though? Like, did you look at the systems of the business and go, <laughs> you know what, I can improve that, I can improve that? Was that, was some there... Real takeaways there.
1: Yeah, so, look, that's another really easy one to, to answer. So, um, you know, with, with all respect to the, the previous owners of the business, yeah. um, you know, they had introduced a, a modern CRM system. Yep. Uh, but they weren't really using it as a CRM system. Mm. They, they were using a, a, a small component of the CRM system. They still had their own, um, sorry, their old bespoke yep. uh, database setting over here. Yep. you know, High risk. <laughs> yep. <whatever>. yeah 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 <laughs> um so we could see that the old system needed to go and we needed to utilize the new system yeah. to its full capacity and and tracy took charge of that and we did that very very quickly and it's 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 paid off massively and we've then introduced that same crm system into jb presentation nice in fact it was
0: the first thing we did yeah mm-hmm. How cool is that, right? Yeah. So you can see some up, up, upside already, like, just by streamlining technology, you know, which is...
2: Well, I, I suppose that's where that's where I sort of fit in, in behind the scenes and the, the processes and and making things smooth functioning. Mm. Um, and that, you know, the whole team has a visibility on what's going on, and, yeah. including Phil, so... <clears throat> and it's it's, again, you know, that this ability that we all have to overcomplicate things Mm. Um, and it's like we know that things need to improve and because we don't trust our own judgments to say that's the pathway we're going on we try multiple different things and hope that we land on the right thing yeah yeah and I suppose it just takes a little bit of trust in yourself and your own judgments and your own decision making process yeah that if you just kept it simple and said, you know what, this is the one that we're probably going to follow. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, if we get it wrong, we can change it, but it's much easier putting all of our efforts into one system and making it work and... Um, I suppose failing fast so one of the things I said to Phil was you know I want this CRM rolled out within the first month of us owning the business and Phil's like no 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 and I'm like (laughs) yes 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 because my position was I needed to know if the current system worked Yes. And I found out very quickly it did, yeah. and then we could really um, roll into a lot of more of the um, functionality of it, and we were able to remove their old system out fairly yeah. quickly. Yeah. Even Good. Phil said, "Gosh, that happened a lot faster."
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. And it's if, if we hadn't just focused on that one system mm. and looked into the market and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. all of that, we could still well be sitting without a CRM mm-hmm. today. And so, a lot yeah. of businesses do, right? And a lot of businesses do. Yeah. Um, And, you know, those were the failings I suppose I had um, with my previous business Mm. that Phil came into. You know, we were overcomplicating many things, and it was Phil sort of coming back. What is it that you're offering? What's the value proposition? What is the user and what is the client getting from this? And the simplicity of his ability to be totally client-focused and totally value-focused, simplifies our whole entire business yeah. on levels that i would never be able to um do on on my own so oh, good. the strengths are there yeah um,
0: it's great to see that you complement each other in those areas too question though we, being prepared to fail fast, right? Like, I, I love that, right? And, and I, 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 people say to me all the time, because I have a thing called ready, fire, aim, and I, I get I get caught on it quite a few times. But I think you have to. You have to be prepared to learn, right? And one of my parts of my decision making, I actually learned this from reading a book about Barack Obama. Um, he said, if you're going to make a decision in life, you get to that 51% mark, and then you make a decision. And if, it, if the decision is going to take you out, then, and it could take your business out then then you have to go more than the 50 percent you have to go to that 90% to mm-hmm. get the or if it's not going to take it out take you out then just, just get to the 51 percent and make it and if you fail then you learn right is where what was your decision-making process there because it's you know, like people would hear that you know wanting to fail fast and go oh my god no you can't do that was okay. was that just because you have experience or you just
2: from from, from my point of view it was experience um, and Again, the the previous business that I had, it was a fintech business. And we were in startup mode for a decade. Yeah, um,
0: constantly. Which was
2: gruelling. Um, and, you know, looking back, the reason that we were in startup phase for 10 years is because we were trying to be too many things. Yes. Um, I wasn't able to get outside of my head and say, and trust my own instincts from a an advice perspective, I trusted myself from a product development perspective. I didn't trust myself because I didn't know enough. Um, And I suppose as much as I had a lot of awesome people around me, because the fintech space back then was a very small community in New Zealand, I didn't have a lot of support. Yeah. Um, Ten years later, there was a lot of support, but when we started, there wasn't. So it really... When the head injury happened, it's always that hindsight that you learn mm. from is the biggest regret was that I didn't trust my instincts earlier, earlier. because the business could have made yeah. a success earlier. Yeah. And it wasn't that um, we would have failed earlier, no. we would have just been successful yeah. earlier. And it's just and like, and oh my goodness, you know, um, what if we had been able to do that? So. I suppose for me the worst happened, yeah. I lost the ability to think and to work mm. and so when you lose that then nothing else really for yeah. me is that fearful, no. it's like oh if we're going to fail let's just let yeah, yeah. get on with it because we've still mm-hmm. got time to be successful. And how
0: did that sit with Phil?
2: Oh not, not <laughs> so great, <laughs> no he's the, the balance yeah. um, isn't it. Um, Phil, but so,
0: so you went then through the process okay we're going to fail fast, we're prepared to go through it. You went through methodically and look, and mm-hmm. sorted out what you, what you needed to do and found out pretty quickly, quicker than you thought, that, hey, what we're doing is going to work, right, from that yep. CRM perspective. Yep. Um, what did you learn from that? Like, Did you realise, okay, we're, we're, we're going to be okay? Or? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it, in terms of what Tracy said with the CRM, it was exactly true. So I, I was I was saying, no, 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 we, we don't change anything for six months. We yep. learn but What we've got, but the choice that Tracy made on behalf of all of us was absolutely the correct one. Yeah, yeah. It, um, it, it brought on efficiencies and removed, you know, the need for all these internal phone calls and yeah, and lack of uh, lack of tracking. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say that to you. I, you know, yes, because we now track things. The CRM tracks things on on, on email, right? Yeah. So, no, um, oh, it's that's great. it's It makes life so much easier.
2: I I couldn't cognitively keep up with the current CRE. It was so many holes. So for me, I was either going to be mopping up messes and getting tied into a big web for months, or we just had to get in there and clean it up and go for it. To me, it was the only option that we had. Um, And, you know... (laughs) We did it, and but I, I do hand it to the previous owners because the CRM that they did implement absolutely was the right one for their business. Yeah. They just didn't have the ability to extend it for as far as it gets. So yeah. for me, I think, you know, was it luck? Was it, you know, nobody says there's anything such as lucky, but we did get a business that the CRM yeah worked yeah, yeah. and um, functionality-wise, so we, we were, I think, you Know lucky with that, but yeah, I think yeah. if it didn't work, we just would have gone out and found another one and given it a go and seeing what happened. But we, we were able to move um, rapidly yeah. because it was the right one,
0: yeah. yeah good so then, so then, all in and, and part of that, you decided to rebrand, okay? So, yeah, so you got everything up and going, and then you decided to rebrand, yep, yeah. go from Freedom Press to, uh, to now Terra Firma and Terra Firma Media. Um, what was the thinking behind that? Like, what was your the strategy there?
1: Uh, well, the well, thinking from the very start was that um, Freedom Press didn't say anything to the market. No. I mean, it, it had been in the market for 20 years and people knew it, but it didn't say anything to the market. No. So we were pretty keen to move away from that sooner rather than later. Um, the, the, the company focuses solely on the ag sector and um, someone thought up Terra Firma, it yeah. seemed to fit pretty well yeah. and we, we settled on it very, very quickly. Yeah. So then we got your guys in to help with um, the rebranding and that included, obviously, uh, brand assets, Mm. new websites and and everything that that
0: comes with that. So when you think about it, you've done quite a lot in a short period of time, right?
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I I guess, I guess. Um, I don't know, I I would have liked the whole rebranding thing to have happened quicker, but it's (laughs) probably not realistic.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and so, then you chuck in another business, right? Yeah. Oh, well, So, yes. so how does like yeah, what, what was the thinking there? Because the, this is another thing. If you're listening, you know you're like, you've got one business up and running, brand new business, you bought it, and then you buy another business. Yeah. How, like, what was the thinking there? Like, obviously, opportunities come, uh, and sometimes you have to be prepared to take those opportunities. Yes, so. that's exactly what happened. So, we didn't go looking
1: for JB presentations. Yes. Uh, a business broker gave us a call one day. And he knew that we had purchased Freedom Press Terra Firma. And um, you know, I, I've said to a number of people over the last few months that I, I, th- I think we're actually the perfect buyers for JB presentations. Yeah, yeah. It complements Terra Firma media very, very well. Yeah, totally. It allows us to diversify. Now, if we think about the ag sector mm. at, at the moment, you know, dairy price, dairy payouts are low, interest rates are high. On-farm costs are forever increasing. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a tougher sell than it has been in previous years. Yeah. So JB Presentations um, operates in a number of different sectors. So mm. you've instantly got that diversification. Yeah, yeah. And Tracy and I were just talking about this time last week. And, and we said, you know, even though TerraFirm has gone well, mm. you know, we would have probably had a few sleepless nights yeah. over the last um, month. Uh, if it hadn't been for the JB Presentations, because yep. that, that just ticks over, right? So
0: JB Presentations, just
1: explain a little yep. bit what that does. So JB Presentations has been around for about 25 years. Wow. And um, so, again, it's print media advertising, yep. and it's primarily desk pads. Okay. So desk pads that sit on an office desk, and we uh, have some, sort I, I guess, niche target markets, Um and we will find advertisers to advertise around the perimeter and we distribute the desk pads into that sector for yeah. free. Yeah. So, for example, um, Auckland Engineers, so yep. this is sort of workshop sheet metal type engineers. Yep. Um, so we will contact goods and services providers that want to get their brand, their yep. brand and their message in front of Auckland Engineering Workshops. Yep. Perfect, right? Once again, that
0: target market really aligned with, with what you're offering. And I think that's a, once again, I was, you know, you, I'm constantly amazed by how many different businesses are out there today, right? There's so many different businesses, and you know, sometimes you never hear about them until someone presents one in front of you, right? And you see it, and you go, "Wow!" So, once again, did you see upside as soon as you saw this business? Did you see, okay, we, you know, we could put our technology into it. We could, you know, what what was the? What yeah, was the- well, there's a
1: number of answers to that. So, technology-wise, there it was a really, really obvious um, answer there. So. JB presentations has or had been using a Microsoft Access database oh, wow. system yeah. as, as the CRM. So it's on sitting on a server yeah, yeah. in the office. Um, so that that was obviously a, a, a bespoke system. Yeah. Any any changes or anyone mucking around with it, and getting it wrong is costly. Mm-hmm. But it's also risky having it set on, on a server, uh, although it was backed up. Um, it was just the inflexibility of it. Yeah. So it was a very, very obvious choice to bring in the CRM system that we were already familiar with. Yeah. And that happened. Well, that worked, happened on on day one. Day one. Of ownership. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in the in the background of the the second purchase, when we were approached to look at buying it, we we did do a certain amount of due diligence, and we uh, decided not to proceed yep. with the purchase. Yep. Um, and Phil was predominantly behind that decision um, which I also agreed with Mm. but um, he was sort of running that and it was more on the sense that the timing wasn't right. Um, He knew at that point we still had a lot of things to implement and do within terra firma and at that point we still hadn't uh, found those learnings yet yes. so when the JB's business first came to us I think that would have been a high risk
1: yeah.
2: uh, purchase yeah. and so Phil made exactly the right call and if I was making that decision on my own I probably would have bought it so yeah. this is where again my faith in Phil's decision making process has grown yeah. because he made the right call and um, yeah you, you, you trust in that and What it basically was is I had this um, mental list, obviously not written down, but this this list of the reasons that Phil didn't want to buy it in the Mm. first place. And once I knew that we were taking off a lot of those reasons, I said to Phil, you know, maybe we should go back and see if JB's is still available or not. And at that point, Phil said, yeah, let's let's have a look. So we, we... contacted the agent and it was still available and at that point um, Phil basically said right if we can pick it up for this criteria uh, let's do it Um, but if we can't we need to we need to walk away from it so again there was some very specific um, reasons of why we purchased it and one of them was that Phil did want to diversify terra firma and we either had to do that from scratch or we could fold in another business that had all of those nice. learnings of working with different sectors. So we put a monetary value on those learnings and said that's what we would buy this other yep. business for. Um, and as it's turned out, um, it's probably gone beyond our expectations in the first wee while. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. the, the current owner, um, JB, is great guy, but he absolutely says he had neglected the business. Yeah. Um, And and it was neglected. Mm. It it just needed, um, you know, people to breathe a bit of life in. It's been around 25 years. The product that it does is stable. It's solid. It's not going to go away. You know, people laugh at desk pads, but people still use them. People still
0: use them, right. Um,
2: And so Hmm. I I suppose once we really identified why we were buying the business and we had sort of worked out that we could do some things at speed if we wanted to, Phil just went out and... Basically overnight, got five, six new salespeople on board, and said, "Look, let's just throw them in to see how they go. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll know the proof in the pudding will be in the a couple of weeks. Of the They'll come and go." Um, and they they came and they conquered, and we were rolling out more print products, um, and it totally um, blew our forecasts away. We we just thought we were just getting this side business going, going, yeah, yeah. and what it did is sort of ballooned, but. Again, because of that, we have the ability that we could go scattergun and say, let's do this, let's do that, let's do that. Um, But again, the beauty of Phil's um, thought process is niche. Where are we going to put our efforts in? What value proposition? How are we going to make the best use of what we've got for our clients? And it's that constant simplicity of What is it that we're coming back to the table to do just allows probably myself to focus on what does Phil needs for that simplicity and make it happen? Because I uh, would probably go out and do 10 different things, whereas Phil brings it down to one. Nice. And again, for, for me to other business owners it is so easy to say, I don't know what to do, so let's try lots of things. Yeah, Maybe just say, I don't know what to do, but let's try one thing and see how that goes because it's, a real shift in mindset. Yeah. But man, it's easier to yeah. follow. <laughs> yeah. That really and, is. And
0: I, th- I think some people just don't do anything because they have to do so many things, right? But if but they you, don't do anything because they're too scared yeah, to do it as well. Yeah, so they, yeah.
2: you know, a decision in itself is yeah.
0: not doing anything. So so what I'm hearing there is you've got some great decision making processes. For like you obviously, mm. you know, you have some some criteria that you go to, and, and you 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 that allows you to then I guess walk through some of the things that you need to check off in your in your checklist, um, and, and then simplify things. Like, that's a real art, right? Where did you learn that skill? Is that something that you've always always had, or you just never realised till now how good you are at it? Or uh,
1: No. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, I've learned a few things
1: here too. Uh, no, it, it again goes back to my previous employer. I mentioned Tate Communications yeah. there. I I, I definitely learnt it there. So, um, look, they Tate Communications invested heavily in um, a a sales course called the Miller Hyman um, sales process. Yep. And um, and all the Tate sales staff globally uh, went through that system, and the entire marketing team. Yeah. There was fifty odd, fifty plus people in the marketing team at this point. This was a big investment, and it, it left an impression on me. Um and I, I guess I guess the, the, the short answer is bringing things back to basics, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, you know, we, we used to talk about about features a lot, features of yep, so radio technology, for example. well, <laughs> the features don't matter unless they provide a benefit and and some value, yes. and you've got to be able to put those features into words that your clients or prospective clients understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it comes down to how is this feature, which is Benefit, going to solve one of their
0: problems? How is it going to make their life easier? How is it going to tick their boxes? Yeah. Um, I learned that a long time ago when I first started coming into the marketing side of things. I was starting with a guy in Australia called Brett McFall. And he'd have me write out all the benefits of a certain mm-hmm. feature. Yeah. And, and it was really like, because they came from the corporate world, like they never talked about any of that. They talked about the features. Yeah. And it was all about them. And Brett said, no, no, you have to make it all about the person that and their, what they want. And it was an amazing exercise to do. Just, you know, you look at the features and what are the benefits to the person? Yeah. And obviously you got good at, from your trainings, to be able to simplify that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look, and um, I was kind of hoping that, well, you did actually mention the, the whiteboard feature on the yeah. fair product, <laughs> right? So I, I was prepared for that. So so the whiteboard feature on, on our Ag Planner, that is a feature, Yeah. okay? All right, so does it have a benefit? Yeah, it, it does, because the farmer can write stuff on there, write reminders, write phone numbers, and mm. wipe it off if need be, yeah. right? So there's the benefit. So what's the value to our advertisers? Mm. Well, the value is... That it helps ensure regular use of the product
0: yeah. makes it sticky. Makes yeah. it sticky. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Wow, that's different." You know. Yeah. And it's because it because it makes the person then use it, engage with it, and whether you know, like, they'll see the person's branding there. Exactly. But then, yeah. if they need something, oh yeah, they have seen that somewhere. Oh, it's yeah. on the on the calendar. Recognise yeah. that logo. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. on the wall yeah. calendar. Yeah. That's Perfect. Exactly. Right. So what are, what look we've been going nearly 40 nearly 50 minutes. Um, and so what are some of the self-learnings that you would take away like w- that you've really learned about yourselves from, you know, you know working together um, and then, you know, buying two businesses this year. <laughs> uh, well,
1: well buying, buying a business, buying two businesses has definitely been the right thing. Yeah. Okay. So um, it, it allows us to be mostly in charge of our Future. Mm. Mm. Okay, and it comes with challenges and risks and a couple of sleepless nights, but um, it, it, it is the right thing to do. or has been the right thing to do f- mm. for us. Um, Self learning's for me. Well, I I've learnt that I that I like the sales environment. Yep. I, I I like seeing our salespeople do well. I like helping them do well, and I like seeing our clients get value from what we. Do for them. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so that gives me satisfaction.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool, eh? Like you're actually making an impact on other people um, yeah. using the skills that you've got, right? Mm. It's, a, it's a bit of a dream, I reckon. Tracy, for you, what's some of the things that you've from yourself self-learning
2: <laughs> um, to stop thinking about things. Yeah, um, you can overthink things. I think because we live together and raising. Kids together yeah. and businesses together. It's really important that you have the moment where work's finished.
0: Yeah,
2: um, and work. we um, do have a structured time where we're at work, nice. um, whether it be work from home, work from office. Um, we sort of regroup at the end of the day, um, have a chat, and then that's it. Yeah, and every now and again, we'll you know pop in conversations, but. I I think it's really making sure, um, and I think that we probably need to do better with this, but it's making sure that it doesn't overtake our whole entire life. Yeah. Um, And one of the things I said to Phil, you know, with the the, um, break coming forward is really planning next year what our breaks are going to be, just the two of us. You know, we maintain um, us. Um, in amongst all of the noise. Yeah. Um, because somewhere in the mix of all of that, we work. Yeah. And so it's just making sure that, you know, those those things um, remain because it, it is easy to lose yourself in a business yeah. and for it to become all consuming. Yeah. Um, what you- and sometimes stepping away from it and not thinking about it is actually the best thing to do.
0: Yeah. I think that's the best thing you can give yourselves because, you know, like you are together. And, and you've got you've to keep that relationship together, and the only way you can do that is get away and be together, right? Um, one thing I heard is something interesting the other day. I was watching uh, Country Calendar, as I do, uh, on Sundays, and this couple were together, and they are on a fishing boat. They were fishing together for, I think, I can't remember what it was, but they could be out there for eight hours, and if they didn't get X amount of business, they made nothing for the day. And that was a real thing, right? They had to make sure they got 23 bags, and if they didn't get 23 bags... No money, no money was made for the day, and and it was like wow, and they were like partners, right? And 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 then, but the lady said at the at the end of the day, there's 15 minute debrief, and that's it. You cannot right. talk about business for the rest <laughs> of the time, right? You had to let it go. And you had to suck it up. If yeah. you didn't make any money for that day, yeah. then you couldn't go on about it. For the, you had your 15 minutes at the end debrief, and then that was it. And I yeah. thought, a, a, wow, yeah. what a, you know, a, a line in the sand. And, you know like in business you can work and not make any money you mm-hmm, know you yeah. can work work and something goes wrong and you don't make any money yeah. um, and and but you still have to pay your employees and oh, your employees and stuff you know and, and yeah. I just thought it was quite a good way of you know they drew a line in the sand and it was a pretty hard-nosed way to think about it but I thought it was pretty cool right like I think it's great yeah
2: you have yeah. to let things go and walk away from it because mm. going around in circles doesn't solve it no um, you know that's some personal and um, business, yeah, yeah, yeah. business, yeah. yeah life. business yeah. is costly. <laughs> so,
0: so to finish off here, because this has been a great chat, and I've learned actually quite a lot, um, one about you guys personally, even more, um, but, but a, a number of things that you've done. I want to put you on the spot, and I always do this to people, right? Um, and some people love it, some people don't, but I know my guests love it. Uh, I know my, my listeners love it too. <laughs> um, what are five things you'd do if you were starting up a business tomorrow um, or you're buying buying, and starting a business tomorrow. What are five things? Knowing what you know now, okay, what would you do, okay? Five things. They can be five random things, by the way, they don't have to be in any order.
2: Oh, look, I'll go because I'm a, a numbers person, yep. so five things are most definitely looking at cash flows yep. and understanding the difference between a profit and loss and cash flow Yes. because so many people don't understand that distinction. Yes, and they get caught out there. They think they've got lots of profit, but the cash flow's not there. Yes. Um, How do you solve that? Well, if the cash flow's not there, um, there are so many um, facilities out there now. um, In a B2B model, when you're invoicing out to other businesses, there are financial, and this is me from the financial background, there are facilities out there where you can effectively... Um, secure funding against your invoices to mm. still to come in. Not your bad debtors, no. but your invoices. Like, yeah. for instance, everybody's going into Christmas now. Yeah. Uh, 20th of December is a couple of days before Christmas. Do we all know that our clients are going to be paying their bills? Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Um, and so you need to be able to take that away from it. So you need to understand it and then solve it. Yeah. Because if you're spending so much of your cognitive energy Worried about money, you're not using that cognitive energy mm. to grow and do business. what you can. So, mm. profit and loss and cash flow, two different things. Okay. Um, understanding what um, those commitments look like. So, one of the the things that we did was, what do we really absolutely need? Yep. You know, do we absolutely need to be paying a lease on an office mm. and having that overhead? Or can we utilise that investment in other forms in the business? And so we've um, bought on home office-based staff, um, and basically it means that we can then invest in sales training or, Mm. um, you know, the help with uh, yourself here, Scott, and all of that. And and that helps us all rather than, you know, the bricks and mortar of an office. Yeah, nice. Um, What other things? Trusting. Um, your business partner, yep. whether whether that's you're in a relationship or not, it's trusting it and putting boundaries around how those communications are to take place. Um, yep. And you know, when you come to a joint decision, it, it is a joint decision, but there's still always got to be one person that yep. finalizes Wrong. that decision. You know, and it's not that you're saying you make the decision; it's that one person has to be a deciding yep. um, person. That's not to say that you both can't act as a team to get mm, to that space. Get to that but, space. but there has to be one. And we take turns with our strengths on what decision gets made. Yeah. Um, you know, like mine with the CRM and we're rolling it out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. Right. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I don't know if that was five things or I don't even know what we we're got, up to. There. we got
0: three there. Oh,
1: we've got three. Three really good ones. Well, okay. so. Right, so I, I, can, I can chip in with yeah. some. In, and there's things we've already talked about, right? So mm. you've got to have the right systems. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's, it's 2023. Uh, there's plenty of system options out there yeah. in terms of technology. So yeah. go and find one that works. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah so take some time to, to make sure you yep. you, know, you got the technology. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you've got to have the right people around you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
2: I heard the saying once that um, a, a leader in the business makes sure that all the people around them are better than them. Yes.
0: Um,
2: and that is so true. Yeah. Because if, if the business is only as um, good as you, then. We'd all be in, um, yeah. in, in dire straits. So it's it's being able to engage your staff to be the best that they can be, yeah. and not being um, threatened by that. No, because sometimes they can be brilliant. Yeah. Um, oh. and 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 having that around you allows the business to move forward. It's incredible.
0: I think it's the one thing that I'm good at. Well, there's two things: I'm giving people confidence. Yeah. Okay. And employing people that are smarter than me. And, and, and seriously, look, we have some seriously smart people here. And, like, I'm the only one in the business with no degree, right? And you can just see the talent, you know? And you could get really put off if you, were, if you had an ego about stuff. Well, I'd only hire people that are like me, right? Well, you'd go nowhere, right? So being able to actually let that go and go, you know what? It's, I reckon it's cool to be around people that are smarter than you, yeah. you know?
2: But, but you do that as well with your clients. Like, if we look at how you engage with us and vice versa... You know, you've got strengths that we're tapping into, Mm. and your team, and vice versa. um, We've got strengths that you're tapping into, and again, that's where you get that network of those people around Mm. you. And when you get that humming,
0: yeah,
2: it's it's, it's beautiful music. Yeah, it really is. And and you don't get that connection with everyone you meet. No. Um, And so if the connection's not there find it yeah you know if the connection is there utilize it yeah and utilize it to the, the the best that you can because yeah. it's just it makes for an incredibly yeah awesome journey yeah, yeah um and it it makes all of the the worry days and you know those odd sleepless nights and things worthwhile because you know you can depend on your team around you and that's people that you contract to and Get support services from yeah as, as well. Okay, so, good.
0: Yeah, that, that really was five really good takeaways. Did you have another one? No, 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 no. Cool. Well, <laughs> so, just to recap though, like so, so the five things you know in a business, make sure you look after your cash flow. Look at your cash flow. You know, know the state of your money, and I think it's so so important. It's a lesson I learned um, after my my first business. You know, I thought all my, all the money was mine. <laughs> Figured out pretty quickly that it not, wasn't. So you had to put structures in place. Um, and and you know I'm grateful for those learnings early on. Um, I love you know number two. What do you need? What do you really need? You know, like do you really need that office? You know, I I fully remember starting off um, my my first business, and I joke about this um, to my team as I my business was as big as this table, um, and I looked that way to the wall, and the door was there. You know, that's where <laughs> I started off, and, and you know, and and I saw. You know, so I think it's great that you just you just make those decisions. Hey, what do we need? You know, what are we the what are what you know we don't need to have this, you know, flashy thing, or whatever. We this is what we want. This is what we're gonna do. Um, I think number three, trusting your partner. I think that's that that's you know it's a big thing, right? And understanding the the boundaries, but then having and trusting that someone is gonna make that decision, um, which which I think is you know systems definitely you know, mm-hmm. if I know anything about systems now um, it's probably the journey that we've done over the last two years in our business is to create better systems and processes mm-hmm. and, and I think it's the thing at the end of the day as a business owner uh, will, does set you free from, from being in the business mm-hmm. to being working on the business um, but not easy to do right seriously not easy to do and it's probably why not everyone does it mm-hmm. um, because it, it is hard and then people um, and I think what you said about leaders is so important and I think one of the cool things I've talked to a number of people about leadership recently and doing a lot more study myself. And, and sometimes you just have to decide and, and, and tell yourself that you are the leader, you know, and, and being prepared to then give people, other people confidence and, and help them along their journey, which is which is real cool. And I, I know I've been reading from um, John C. Maxwell recently, and he talks about the law of collaboration, which is what you were talking about as well, is getting good people together. Uh, and that collaboration then starts to springboard um, because one person can have an idea, but if you then share that per- that idea with another person, then you start having collaboration and then you, they share it with another person and all of a sudden you have a synergy where where things can take a life of their own versus, you know, just having that one idea, so... Hey, guys, this has been fascinating. really appreciate your time. Uh, I know you're busy people. Is there anything, one last thing you'd like to share with people um, about about business, about mindset, about your journey before we close it off? But um, I really appreciate your time. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. I think that could be the actual title mm, of this one. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Nice. All right. Well, hey, appreciate your time. Um, thank you for being on the Marketing for Business podcast. Guys and girls, appreciate you uh, listening and, and watching today. Uh, look, it, for me, this is a dream. I get to interview people and find out more about them, what makes them tick. Lots of learnings in this one. Um, no doubt, uh, we'll, you'll, you'll see a lot of content come out about this episode, but go back and listen uh, to the five things because I think there's a lot of value in those five things that these guys have shared. Go back and, and, and check out. Uh, there'll be lots of links around Terra Firma and, and JB presentations, so make sure you go and check them out. If you're in the agricultural sector, make sure you definitely check them out so hey team I really appreciate you being here make sure you share this episode with everyone that you know we're here to help business owners we're here to help more business owners the more business owners we can help the better this country will be all right thanks for time have a great day hi schoolson here again hey thanks for listening to the Marketing for Business podcast uh we really appreciate you taking the time to listen and we hope that you learned a lot from today's episode. Uh, if you could be so kind as to rate and share the podcast with your other business friends and colleagues. That'll be awesome. And if you'd like to listen to more episodes, why don't you head over to our website, www.getdigitalinfluence.com, where uh, we've got a whole bunch of other amazing interviews with business owners. Thanks for your time and have a great day.